0: time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt where we look at bands that were underappreciated misunderstood forgotten and to some unknown this week we're going auto reverse on then Lizzy, the final chapter
1: there are people that will investigate you they'll insinuate intimidate, and so we've ended we're at the end of the road of our Thin Lizzy journey which I've thoroughly enjoyed and I'm hoping everyone else has as well but uh, we got to talk about the last chapter which you know goes through we had the first two chapters that started with Eric Bell and then uh, kind of then went to Robertson Gorham years but uh, the third one the third final seg you know part of Thin Lizzy kind of goes through a, d- a number of different guitarists and a number of different sort of iterations and I don't know. I mean, way I look at this is like there's there's some really good stuff, but there's also like kind of a, a, like somewhat of a decline. And there's and I don't know how much of it's really tied into because Phil was struggling with I think both success, but also dealing with you know some drug usage, and there was a lot of infighting in the band, which I'm sure it wasn't easy leaving a you know leaving this the. The, the probably the strongest iteration of band with Gore and uh, Robertson when Robertson left, um, but you know we pick up with Black Rose and uh, dude, that's like probably if not, it's like it's the album I enjoy listening to the most. I like Jailbreak a lot. That's probably I can say that's the best album, but I enjoy listening to Black Rose a lot. And I don't know how much of it is is because I love Gary Moore and his vote and his energy is can definitely be felt.
0: Yeah, I, I, honestly, uh, the final chapter or part three or whatever you <laughs> want to call it is the uh, it's kind of a blind spot for me because I think at whatever point I became obsessed with, you know, phase two, uh, the Robertson Gorham years, jailbreak and bad reputation fighting and all that. I think at, at some point I may have dismissed these later records, yeah. Black Rose and Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Just because I thought maybe they were like trying to be metal, I think I think I kind of dismissed a lot of bands from their period for that. So when I started to see the year, you know, 79, 80, 81, on records, I would out of hand just dismiss it out of hand, like right. But I was wrong. So I think maybe about 10 years ago, nine years ago, I bought a copy of Black Rose and a copy of Chinatown and reassessed my assumptions you know and realized that um those are really good records and it was a new, and you like you said it was a new era for them new gary moore also phil was fucking around with chris spedding and sex pistols guys they had that band um, Greedy bastards,
1: right. I believe.
0: Uh, Bob Geldof was in there.
1: Huey Lewis. And Huey Lewis played. Huey on.
0: Lewis. <laughs> he played harmonic on something, right? Yeah, like okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about their music, but I I, th- I feel like there was. It, it's like you said, there was a decline, possibly, because of the touring, lack of inspiration, drugs, whatever. But uh, there was also some experimentation and new members, and I think I think. Um, uh, Phil was smart. He even in that whatever hazy was in, he knew that he needed to attach himself to this sort of like emerging punk movement. Right. And he didn't he didn't want to be like Manfred Mann's Earth Band or or whatever and it'd be labeled a dinosaur. So he you know he chose to align himself with the movement and and use guys to play on the record. Like I didn't even read. I, I mean I read his biography um, and I and I remember this but like Midge Midge Or from ultravox was in the band for a minute and then he left to continue uh ultravox and he wrote um he co-wrote get out of here which i didn't didn't even know any of his stuff so uh, yeah phil was smart that way um and so it's totally worth digging into this period just so you know so you get a better context of like where where he was headed
1: yeah. Yeah, it's like uh it, where you know from waiting for an alibi and got mm-hmm. get out and I uh, got to give it up and you know yeah. even, it's the song Sarah which is a great song too. Um, great song, great song. And those are the songs that I think hardest their strength in terms of the jail jailbreak strength like the stuff that they had between with the the, the Robertson years like they played with that was the tried and true formula, but I think you're right like even in Chinatown which is a really good album and that's the first album they have with snowy white snowy white on that's the right. les paul gold top um yep he that album is a ripper too and it's but it's kind of kind of merging away from you know it seems like it's going more anthemic songs like we will be strong and uh hey you and i don't know what it you know I
0: love this is one of my favorite Thin Lizzy songs Killer on the Loose
1: I, you know what one of my favorite songs on it and it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a cheesy song but the riffs and the, the play of it and the the vocal arrangement of it uh, Sweetheart A uh, Sweetheart yeah, the, yeah it's
0: a good song that's a good song yeah. I don't think it's that cheesy I didn't realize Killer on the, I love Killer on the Loose yeah. it's like totally has that 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 energy that they're you know that Thin Lizzy just had but uh I didn't realize it was about the Yorkshire uh, um, Ripper, the guy that killed all those um, prostitutes in, or was it in, um, in like Leeds in that area? Like I didn't know oh, that's okay. what it was about. Peter Sutcliffe, I guess, was the name of it. He's a serial killer. Did, I had no idea. Isn't the it it guy who
1: just died crazy. recently?
0: I, he may have died in jail, right? Yeah, and I, yeah. I just watched half a
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. On, about on that on the uh, November the Ripper. No, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. He died. Oh, so he died this year, Peter Sutcliffe.
1: Well, yeah, November. Yeah, he, yeah.
0: yeah. So um, I thought that 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 um, that song was really about his. You know Phil's lady killing skills. Not I didn't realize it was about Dude, really serial killer.
1: <laughs> he not But he's a real he a real lady killer. <laughs> yeah, this is like an actual. Yeah, I don't. Uh, why
0: he, am I laughing? I don't even know why. <laughs> oh god. But you
1: know, it's terrible. But it, to, I would say that it's like Phil didn't seem like he stuck out his chest that much. You know, like he, it was if it was t- it was still a telling story. It seems like there's a more vulnerable place. He would you know. Uh, you know, it was interesting that I didn't know, and I, it should have been pretty easy for me to figure out. But you know, being, brains being small and whatnot, they don't function as well as other brains. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, that he put out the uh, solo and Soho album around the same time that he was trying to. That's fit, right. That he was trying to fish around for a new guitar player because um, mm-hmm. Gary Moore left the band, I think, after one gig, uh, after a gig in Oakland. I think it was the the. the the show at the green or whatever it's called yeah thing but um day at the green day at at the green yeah i should know i lived in the bay area for like eight years i should know that Mm. shit um but uh he you know he not only got songs around from chinatown but also did this solo uh soho which is i i actually like that album a lot
0: i like that album a lot
1: and it's very um... i think i would be honest with you
0: yeah i i like it a lot only because i think i stumbled upon the video for uh old town this old town um i stumbled upon the video on, on youtube and i really liked the sound he was going for it was and it was very much like a a harbinger of like new wave and new romantic stuff so like you know phil was all over everything man he was just he was on it regardless of whatever bullshit Personality and drug and whatever issues he had, he he was on that shit, man. You know, and I and and I just I don't know. I just really I really. This is a weird period for him. It's, right. It's a little bit chaotic. It's a little bit.
1: Well, um, and also they've been together a lot for of tangents. Yeah, they've been together yeah. like over ten years. And like a matter of fact, like when they first got Gary Moore, they had a big tour in I think it was Australia and somewhere else, and and they had to bring an American drummer to play and i mm-hmm. and i advise all of you to go to youtube and look at um thin Lizzy at sydney opera house because it is a scorching show and matter of fact gary moore just goes off on that there's this one place where he plays like a five-minute solo that's just just makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up because it's just so blazing um mm-hmm. but it's like i think it's just like you know seven you know 70s and 80s being what they are you know traveling trying to make you know the record labels were relentless uh, in terms of touring recording and getting out there um you know they're putting out almost an album a year and then doing the live and dangerous as well so um i think that they you know phil comes off to me as very restless and very driven but i think in a very smart way uh in terms of like you know he goes he, go, he goes back to gary more to fill in the blank because he knows gary's the right kind of formula for his band he goes to that midge because he thinks that that's a little bit more of the punk edge that could bring some another taste or another kind of flavor to what they're putting across. And then, you know, they go to uh, Snowy, who's definitely not, you know, he's more like a session. What do you play for, like Pink Floyd and, um, yeah, and um, Man for Man? He was, in,
0: um, he was on a couple of those Peter, weird Peter Green, solo records too like the one that right. i really like in the skies i think he plays on that if
1: i'm not mistaken right. i could be wrong no but i think you're I think right on that. i think you're right and um mm-hmm. but you know it's you know they bring someone in who's definitely not a he's more of a kind of more of a restraint really great guitar i love snowy white's playing especially on, on chinatown um where things it's where things get kind of you know, seem to seems start to be frayed a little bit is when you get to like Renegade because um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I've listened to that album maybe more than ten times and it's always feel like I feel like when I listen to it I'm always it's always kind of under the guise of all right I'm gonna give this another shot.
0: Thinking you might pull something out of it yeah i do that with a lot of records you know, actually
1: like you don't like you it's not that, like you feel like you're missing something it's just like well maybe this is just a creeper album because i love this band so much that this one's going to kind of win me over and uh, you know it's it's a very you know very polished album but it's doesn't it doesn't really it, it, it doesn't
0: it, have that oomph it doesn't have that heart that even and, and to me like it's it's from just going back through the records for this for this episode, um, Thunder and Lightning has more of that oomph than yeah. than that one does. Yeah,
1: I think they were trying to do something, and also they gave. I think John Sykes, who is like I love his guitar play. He mm-hmm. he, he has a definite energy. Whether it was you know he basically was the one who kind of wrote a lot of the music to the, the White Snake when it first came out, like their, some of their bigger hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Blue Murder, he's just a really engaging guitar player and it's hard not to, he just feels a lot of energy. Funny enough, oh man, um, doing some research for this show, I saw an old uh, on YouTube an old uh, episode of Remember the Metal Show that was on MTV, I think, like a long time ago.
0: Oh, uh, Headbangers Ball.
1: No, it's like after Headbangers Ball. It's more like a talk show, but they bring most... oh
0: the one on VH1. The VH1, yeah, yeah, with Eddie Trunk uh, Trunks, and all yeah, the yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. There's some yeah. comedian, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah.
1: So they had John Sykes on there, and he they would say, "Well, tell us some, you know, tell us about being with Thin Lizzy." He's like. He's like, that's one of the things that kills me because Phil was like, a, he just was a, a, just, a, just. there's no one else like him. He was just full of energy. He always wanted to make music. He had a very positive uh, outlook on making music. He he was the first one to wake up in the morning, the last one to go to sleep. And the whole time he was talking about making music. And, you know, the, the energy that they did in Thunder Lightning, like they all were, that had such an energy for them because they thought like, well, we're gonna make this into a new, new version of Thin Lizzy and kind mm-hmm. of take it from there. Um, because I think at some point, like even after they did Life, where it was like essentially the live album after that, where they're just basically saying, it's like, you know, the, the goodbye song, the swan song. You okay. know, I read that, you know, he wanted to get the band back together again and just kind of breathe some new life. And they actually did a a, recorded some new songs on a tape and they can't find the tape anymore Obviously, you know, you know, at least maybe one <laughs> copy but they were all like psyched up because you're like, okay, we're going to breathe some new life the then Lizzie, they're all like you know, Downey, Phil John Sykes, and I forgot who the other person was they were all like into you know, kind of making this happen again um, you know, it's he, I think that it, there's the you know, you never know what lies in someone's heart and their mind and I don't know you know his focus on his music kind of took him away from being focused on his health or, or whatnot or being that driven mm-hmm. or being that driving you know burning that light at the candle at both ends kind of that you know that wears down your body but it's it's a you know it's one of those things where I I, I can hear that they had some more life into it and Phil not, needed Phil you know thin Lizzie was Phil and Phil was thin Lizzie. So him doing solo albums, I thought was kind of like a fool's errand in some ways because it's like, dude, it's your. This is your band. This is a base. Some in some ways, this is always going to yeah, be the fill
0: the fill in it band. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: always going to be a solo album. Yeah. Your solo album yeah. because people understand that this is your thing. Uh, and I don't yeah, think it's his.
0: It's his vehicle. All the other people are passengers. But see, but even that's a little bit unfair characterization because, I mean, Gary Moore put his his you know his soul in there and you can hear it uh john sykes did uh, uh obviously robertson and gorham did so there, there's always but yeah i know what you mean though i it's just yeah i know what you mean i mean sykes um that the 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 thunder and lightning lineup in that record i mean colt sweat is one
1: yeah. one
0: of their best song one of their best songs it's crazy that yeah. that that they wrote that so much so far after their inception—it's like such a great song—and really, I hear that, and I hear like you know, like sort of the the early days of of new wave of British heavy metal, you know, and yeah. uh, and even Metallica. It's like I hear, you know, that that's what I'm saying. Like there's there's some something so magical about Thin Lizzy. That's like they they sort of were, you know, they heralded all this stuff in, you know, like all this like crazy. Like punk me- metal, you know, they are just like new wave of British heavy metal. They just every, you know, everything. Like they, they were so ahead of their time. But at the same time, fun, and at the same time, you know, they would create nostalgia in their music on the spot. You know, you would start to feel like that's, a, that's a, this is the thing about Thin Lizzy that gets me, and, and I don't I don't want to get too far out in a tangent here, but I
1: oh I'll go, try. Ahead. go ahead, go ahead, good.
0: I think I start to miss them as soon as I hear them. Is that, huh. does that make sense?
1: I I think you may need to explain it a little bit more. I think I get what okay, you're going. Okay,
0: so their music is so um, nostalgic to me, but not nostalgic in a way like, you know, where you're like, oh, it's 80s night, or uh, it's, you know, 70s rock night. Not like that. It's like when I hear them, I and as soon as it's o- the record's over, and I've and I've stopped enjoying the music in the moment. I already start missing them. There's a sense that like the music lingers
1: right, right in
0: your soul somewhere. Uh, it's crazy. Like they're one of those bands that, and re- uh, there are other bands that I feel that way about. But something there's a specific nostalgia about Thin Lizzy that I feel. As soon as I take the, the needle off the record, as soon as the song's over, it's just like it. It's crazy. I am, maybe I'm not doing a great job of articulating it because it's something so deep inside. It's a feeling. I guess maybe if I sp- spent some time trying to pull it out of me, but it, some it's journaling. something that's there.
1: What's that? Do some journaling. Just some try that. Journaling.
0: Idea. I'm not gonna journal on that, but <laughs> but but you know, I, I mean, I think you kind of know what I mean. It's like there. So, I, I it's did, like I, a longing. There's a longing associated with them. The and it's maybe it's something about his voice. It's something about the lyrics, it's something about the I don't give a fuck, you know, it's like attitude, it's just, I don't know, it's all those elements sort of combined well, you know, to the, create a longing. The,
1: yeah, you know? I get what you're saying. I, I think that, you know, you're funny you're using the word nostalgia, because the way that I really think about, and I was thinking about this the other day, because someone was asking me about a band, like, don't you miss this band, And or we were talking about, I forget who we were talking about, but anyhow, nostalgia, like, when I hear music that, it, it makes me think of a moment in my life. That's that's more of a kind of a, a, a device that kind of emotionally ties me to that moment. Thin Lizzie just it seems more part of my fabric. In terms of like when I hear them, I just feel yeah. I, I'm, I'm. It possesses me. Like I listen to it, it's got my full attention. Sure, it could be tied to something, but it's that seems like secondary compared to just the the thought. how that song makes me feel, and how it commands my attention. And if there's any nostalgia about it, for me it's just usually like in the sense of like, God, I remember the first time I heard this song. And I still feel feel that same charge, you know, to a degree now when I hear it. And yeah, it's like, I get excited every time I put on Black Rose. I get excited when I hear the first notes of Jail Bait. I mean, Chinatown, even when the drums come, you know, you know, I, 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 I it, 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 they lift me up to a level of where they have my full attention because it's something that is, again, it seems like it's part of my musical DNA as a, as a fan. Like I, it's something that begs my attention where it's less background or it's less like I'm, I'm thinking about the time that I, you know, you know, pegged my pants in junior high school. It's like not about that. It's more about like this is a band that's carried with me for many many years i don't know if i did a good job explaining I, what, I,
0: I want you did a great job of explaining it that's exactly how i feel and while i was listening to you go off i i realized what i meant by nostalgia nostalgia literally means a pain in your heart right right it's that's essentially what it means so that's what i mean by nostalgia okay they're a heartbreaker of a band right something that they do something Something about them, something about Phil, something about the combination of all the elements that we've gone over a million times in all three of these episodes. It's something that creates a heartbreak. It's and it's a heartbreak that I like, obviously. Yeah. But it's the, it's there. There's like a sadness and a heartbreak, and a joy and a joy, but it's all wrapped together, and it just it sits in there. It doesn't leave, and that that dovetails on what your point. That it's part of the fabric of the of the permanent fabric of who we are as music fans the, and 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 beyond music this is uh, this is who we are as people you know we identify with thin lizzy you know we identify with thin lizzy we'll fill in it with everything they did we identify 100% with it maybe more so than almost any other band I think I can even speak for you on that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah but, I th-
0: but I'm getting a, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So <laughs> no, I'll let you talk now.
1: <laughs> you're not getting ahead of yourself. You're on a nice little roll there. I was gonna put some background. Yeah. I was gonna put some thematic background music on it, like a slow drum roll <laughs> on that. Some some violin. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know. So
0: that that's a, and that's the thing I want to express to people. You know, I want people to know that that it's more than music. It's more than genre specific things or songwriting or guitar styles or whatever it's all about what he created and who they were and what and what he represented and that and like what you said before about John what John Sykes said about him he woke up thinking about music he went to sleep thinking about music that is something that I really I really can relate to because I do the same thing right Right. I'm not a musician but every fucking day I'm thinking about music every day Um, to my detriment sometimes. No,
1: it's, it's, it's seasoning, my friend. It's, you know, you get, you got a lot of spice going on in your life. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the thing, you know, I look at their catalog and the, the, um, you know, it's, I think that it's one of those things that yes, there are some albums that are better than other albums, but they're all interesting albums to listen to. Even renegade. Like I, i it's never my first choice of putting stuff on but if i happen to see it i i'll play it i think that there are there's a really great their discography it tells a really good story of who they are in their band and even their live even the live albums when you listen to them life and live and dangerous it's like or you know the bbc one concerts are really great too you hear a band who it didn't seem like they took a lot of time they didn't take any time off when the lights went on and their amps got got flipped on you know they seemed like it was all it was all something that they were readily ready to project and uh i you know it's it's a it's a great meal anytime you put them on it's not you're never going to go hungry after you listen to a thin lizzie album and uh yeah it, you know it's been fun going over these three i, I didn't you know there's Honestly, I didn't know if we we had the the engines to do three things about them. I know we could do it, like if we were sitting in a bar, kind of talking, but to make to get something to where we can really dive in. And I'm glad we did dive in because it is a really interesting. It gave me a deeper appreciation, deeper appreciation of, especially the earlier stuff. But in some ways, some of the <clears throat> some of the old some of the, the the last things that they did, I came to really enjoy them because you it tells a story of how these guys really went about creating music and creating their own forging their own style and not being and not taking you know not being overly comfortable in their changes and uh, in their, their sound and trying to expand it when they could
0: yeah I mean, they're just it's just it's just such an important band for for both of us it's just like it I, you know everything about them everything even the bad stuff and even right. how it all fell apart and how he died in a hospital and it's just I mean I'm not a big fan of all this post Lizzie shit like you know black writers and stuff like that I don't give a fuck about any of that I know that some of the like some of the guy, like uh, uh, Gorham is involved and stuff but I, I just you know once Phil was gone that's, that's you know that's yeah. it like I don't really need to I don't really need like I and you know it, it annoys me sometimes when I'm like paging through like mojo not even mojo more through like classic rock and like there's articles about all this post Lizzie, you know but like like I said black riders and all this I'm just like I don't really care you know what I mean like and I and I that, and that's that's because I feel like by the time even when we were talking about Uriah Heep how they kept how they just continue to make records all through the 80s, 90s, uh, aughts and stuff. It's like, I, you know, we put, when we did the playlist and stuff for them, I, I put some stuff, but, it, but it's like, I don't, that shit is so watered down. I don't really, I don't really want to, I don't want to know.
1: It, it kind of ruins
0: <laughs> it for me. And I, and that sounds snobby, you know, it's like the typical i only like them on their first you know i only like that band on their first two albums you know it's like it's like i'm adjusting like the bridge of my glasses while i say um but it's like um i just it's more like you know i don't want like if i order uh, uh bloody mary personally i don't want a fucking hamburger in you know like on a toothpick on top of it 18 slices of bacon right you know 40 pickles like I know that's what people do now, and it's like, hey, check it out! I'm on Instagram with this weird, but that's like, that's I don't need that, and and I don't need uh, you know a you know a post Thin Lizzy record from like you know 2008. Like I don't need that.
1: Yeah, you know the thing is, is like I understand Scott Gorham needs to do his own thing, and you know he's got a capital and yeah. stuff. And I understand if some, even if they wanted to do a Thin Lizzy revival in terms of touring, I get it. Like recording new material is something a little bit different. I, you know, it's just so hard making a dollar in, 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 um, in music that...
0: I know, I, and that, that's the sad part, and there's, like, I know there's wisdom, too, in music, like, if you talk to some of these guys who are involved early on, there's wisdom to be had there, but it's hard to, like, want to draw the wisdom out, because they're, like, like, they're, they're, they're surrounded by, like, like, if you see shots, band shots from all these posts... You know whatever period bands it's like there's like a 35 year old guy who you know who looks like he may have been in like you know um, extreme the band like it's just like I don't it just ruins it for me like I don't you know you know what I mean I want the original like
1: yeah I, get I don't that. want uh, new coke
0: I want original coke yeah I don't want
1: new coke but you just you know the thing is is that your foundation of Then Lizzie Love should be able to withstand those kind of attacks, don't you think?
0: I know what you're saying. I I should be a bigger person and accept that that's (laughs) happening, but I'm not a bigger person. I'm a very small person. I rather, I want, I don't, I don't need, I don't want that shit, you know. And and make call me idealistic, call me a small person, whatever. It's just more like it's kind of like I just want the original. But I, get, I, but I, I get but, but listen, and, and and probably, like, there's fans out there that'd be like, "Oh, you're a fucking snob," or whatever. Call me a snob. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just like that's what I want. You know,
1: I don't want to So, just, just to reiterate, wanna
0: wanna with a hamburger on it, I don't want that.
1: So, just to reiterate, everyone, um, this has been the third episode of Thin Lizzie, <laughs> and if you want to meet Tony <laughs> in a back alley to talk to him about <laughs> Beat the shit uh, out of him. to talk to him he's small and to take take some shots at him. <laughs> Please feel free to... Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. And and if there's a really handy way to do that, you can just uh, email us at (laughs) pod at gmail.com or go on, uh, you know, send a video at Instagram to our autoreverse POD uh, uh, accounts or Facebook accounts. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, thank you for... uh, you know, coming on this little journey with Thin Lizzy, uh, you know, we're not going to do the live album, so this is the end of the line. But uh, we appreciate you, you know, hanging in with us and uh, love to hear your feedback and what you thought.
0: All right, peace.